Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning, family, or good afternoon, family, or good evening, family, wherever you are in the world. Great to be with you again. Uh, this is your host, Sean Smith. And uh, yes, I appear just about every day <laughs> giving you an update, giving you a video of principles of leadership, kingdom-focused leadership. You know, there are many kinds, many leaders out there, and yet we struggle with a leadership crisis, not just in the world, but in the church as well. The thing that people search the most for in, in any place is actually leadership. What do? How do I become a leader? What do I do be, to become a leader? And really, they're asking the wrong question to becoming a leader. And that's why I've done, begun the series on Where Are the Fathers? I wrote a book a number of years ago called Where Are the Fathers, maybe 10, 12 years ago. And it was really just an expression of my own journey. Not a long book, just a little book that I did uh, to express how I felt about or how I viewed you know, fathering and where it fitted into the whole thing as far as I was concerned. Of course, I've learned a lot since then. And been able to articulate a lot more since then and communicate it a lot more. Enjoyed and experienced some people who think they're fathers and are not fathers. The thing that's really been outstanding to me or that's become very clear to me is how much we do not have fathers in the body of Christ. How much we do not give uh, room to these veterans, these experienced, mature, experienced, as I say, men and women of God who actually can guide the house of God. In uh, Titus, let me just get there quickly. I've got another scripture here, so I just need to search this out here quickly. But Titus, in Titus 2, I think it is, Let's have a look. See, yes, he gives, he talks about the duties of the older and the younger. And in verse one, it says, but as for you, teach the things that are in agreement with sound doctrine, etc., etc." So he's talking to the, um, he's talking to Titus as a, an apostolic worker in his team. And he's saying, this is what you need to do. And he said, which produces men and women, listen to this. Teach things which are in agreement with sound doctrine, which produces men and women of good character, whose lifestyle identifies them as true Christians. Older men, verse 2, are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, in steadfastness, Christ-like in character. Old, older women, similarly, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, not addicted to much wine, teaching what is right and good, so that they may encourage the young women to tenderly love their husbands and their children, to be sensible, pure, makers of a home where God is honored, good-natured, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. 
In a similar way, urge the young men to be sensible, self-controlled, and to behave wisely, taking life seriously. And in all things, show yourself to be an example of good works with purity in doctrine, having the strictest regard for integrity and truth dignified, sound, and beyond reproach in instruction, so that the opponent of the faith will be ashamed, having nothing bad to say about us. Not because we've got lots to say, but because they would, because of our behavior, they have nothing to say about us. And then he goes on to talk about urge bond servants, and I always look at that as, not bond servants now, but as employees be subject to. And then he talks about... Um, uh, also, I think, where is he? Well, he goes on and explains a whole bunch of other things there. So, But the thing that I want you to see is that he, he, he talks to about older men. Older men are to be, the older men are to be temperate, dignified. They need to be in a place where they are an example to those that are coming up in the house of God. Older women. Uh, he talks about older women. They they need to be teaching and encouraging younger women. And so, you know, th there's this generational process that needs to be happening in the body of Christ that I very rarely see. We talk about family and we talk about the culture of family, but yet we still sit in meetings and everybody looking at the back of the head of somebody else while somebody performs up front. Now, we need to get into a place where we understand that we're constantly building family, not ministries. We're not trying to build our ministry. It, it was a mistake I made. I'm not sitting here um, with all the answers and saying, you know, I was perfect because I got it wrong. I got it very wrong for many years. And only when, when, when the Lord began to deal with me about these areas that, that I begin to see what is necessary. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need leaders. I'm not saying that. But if we understand that we are first, what we if you look at the order of priority, we are first sons of God. First and foremost, you're sons of your heavenly Father. That comes with a whole package of understanding that you need to get. Wisdom and application. What does that mean? And then as leaders, as you mature, not as leaders, as you mature into being more influential within the body of Christ because you develop, you mature, and now you can begin to influence and inspire and encourage and empower and impact people around you. We, you know, we need that in the body of Christ. The person standing in the pulpit is not everything. The, all the associate pastors and, you know, assistant pastors, and they're not everything. They cannot be everything to everybody. We need these mature people to stand up and begin to take their place where they begin to grow the body of Christ, each one individually. So let's look at the scripture that in, in the Hebrews chapter 5 that I quoted in the, um, in the Facebook group in the post there, but Hebrews chapter 5 is 12 to 14. He says this, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers. Now the word there is interesting, not preachers, but teachers. And it's specific. It's specific. And this is, it talks about general. It's not just one pulpit teaching, you understand, or platform teaching. 
It's about being somebody that actually imparts to somebody else. So the word is didaskalo, uh, um, didaskalos, not didaskalos. Um, let me just see. Uh, yes, didaskalos, I was right. The word is didaskalos, and it means, it means um, an instructor, generally or specifically. It could be a master, you know, like in the biblical times, a master, somebody who was a master teacher, somebody who was an experienced father. <laughs> and he says, by this time you ought to be teachers, but now you need someone to teach you. Didasco, that word is didasco now, which is the root word for, for uh, didaskalos. You need someone to teach you. Listen to this, the elementary truths of God's word all over again. The Amplified Version says that you need someone, actually someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. So we we need to have people growing up. And let's be sober-minded about this. You know, just because you've been in church, sitting in a meetings for, you know, 30, 40 years, doesn't mean you've matured. Go back to Titus chapter 1 and you, and, or 2 and go and look at what does, you know, if you, if you talk about maturity, let's talk about the older men. And he, and he talks about older men are to be temperate. The, the word there is um, disciplined lives full of dignity and self-control, to have a solid faith, generous love, and patient endurance. Wow. You know, that's, that's the kind of fathers we need, experience. And not only that, because not because they have rules, but because they're able to reflect the father's heart, reflect in their life, what, who the Father in heaven is, which is what we looked at um, earlier uh, in the last episode. So these are guys, we, we, we need to help them be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled. Wow, self-controlled, sound or whole in faith, in love and in endurance. The Message Bible says, guide the older men into lives of temperance. And of course, temperance is disciplined, self-controlled, dignified. In other words, they carry good character about them. They're dignified. They're sensible. They, and wisdom, that they have lives of wisdom, healthy, fa- healthy faith, love, a healthy love life. And I'm not talking about with your wife. I'm talking about loving people, knowing how to live the law of love with people, and endurance. This is incredible. You know, these are the kind of people that we we need to have grown up to be these living out these elementary principles. This needs to become with so much part of them that they need to grow up. Now, this does include leaders. I, I, I excluded the word leader in this because sometimes we think, you know, is that the leader is like the superior person. They don't have to do this or they need to be the living, you know, breathing example of, well, yes, they need to be the model of it. But 
what I'm saying is they're not superior. They need to be doing this as well. So it's first sonship, then maturity. And that maturity is, as we saw yesterday, is veterans, you know, the experienced ones, the nurturing ones. They can nurture the next generation. And that's that's within the body of Christ. It's like family. You see, the culture of the church, the culture of the kingdom is father and sons, father and children, father and family. Now, we we understand also that doesn't exclude the woman, the female part of the body of Christ. It's moms and dads. That word fathers there is very incorporate to moms and dads. The word, the word father is pater, P-A-T-E-R, and it means model and mentor. Model and mentor. Mentors don't necessarily teach. Mentors model, they build relationship, they are examples, and then they teach, but they teach with life lessons. They teach principles. They bring principles. They're not preachers. They don't shout at people. You know, they don't deliver sermons. They don't lecture people. They're constantly imparting to people around them. And they they walk this kind of walk that is pure. And where is it? Where was I? So, um, yeah, he talks about. Uh, oh, I'm looking for Titus now. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in Hebrews. But he's talking about men and women of good character, whose lifestyle identifies them as true believers, as the family of God. Listen to this. Good character, whose lifestyle, whose lifestyle, whose behavior identifies them as true sons and daughters of God. Older men or the older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound or healthy in faith, healthy in love, healthy in steadfastness, Christ-like in character. Wow. Where are these? Where are the fathers? And where are they allowed? We're going to need them in our nations now. The church is under pressure, under attack, like never before in the world. There is a Luciferic strategy being implemented right now to, in fact, shut down your voice as the church. It always has been. It's not something new. It's just like weeks. There's a whole new opportunity within the crisis to do this. We are going to need not more preachers. We're going to need more moms and dads who can care and nurture and love and not just be taught, but to teach. To teach these elementary principles. Look at the older woman. So yeah, moms, this is for you. So older women similarly are to be reverent in their behavior. Reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor addicted to much wine teaching what is right and good so, so that they may encourage the young women to tenderly love their husbands and their children, 
to be sensible, pure, makers of a home, where God is honored, good-natured, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Right here is, like, this is the culture of the kingdom of God. This is the culture of the church, usans, weans, us, us community of God. This is what we are supposed to be living. He doesn't say that the older men are to be teaching the younger men, but, you know, we can... We can surmise that's exactly what he's trying to say because he's talking to Timothy and he says, you, you need to urge the young men to be sensible, self-controlled and behave wisely, taking life seriously. And then you show yourself to be an example of good works, etc., etc. As one of the older men, you see, as one of the older men. So the older men, that's what they're supposed to do, is urge the young men to be sensible to be and self-controlled, etc., etc. Message Bible goes, it says um, about, it says, um, guide older women into lives of reverence so they end up as neither gossips nor drunks, but models of goodness. By looking at them, the younger women will know how to, by looking at them, not because they preach and prophesy, but because they look at them and they see how they do it, then by looking at them, the younger women will know how to love their husbands and children, to be virtuous and pure, keep a good house, be good wives. We don't want anyone looking down on God's message because of their behavior. Also, guide the young men to live disciplined lives. But mostly show them all this by doing it yourself, incorruptible in your teaching, your words, solid and sane. Then anyone who is dead set against us, when he finds nothing weird or misguided, might eventually come around to the faith. The Passion Translation says, Likewise, the older women lead them into lives free from gossip, drunkenness, and to be teachers of beautiful things. And again, the word there is not preacher, prophetess. It's about somebody that imparts. This will enable them to teach the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, and to be self-controlled and pure, taking care of their household and being devoted to their husbands. By doing these things, the word of God will not be discredited. Likewise, guide the younger men into living disciplined lives for Christ. This is how important it is that we have the older, the fathers. And again, when I say fathers, I'm talking about moms and dads. Where are the fathers who are the mature? For though by this time you ought to be Moms and dads, let's, instead of teachers, because of the time you've had to learn these principles, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary or the basic or the beginning principles of God's Word. And not text, you understand? God's Word is not just text. It's talking about oracles there. What God utters, what He breathes into our community as the body of Christ, as the family of God. From the beginning, and you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. 
you, you, you still, there's no growth. There's been no maturity. Unfortunately, we even have that in leadership. And that's my whole point. My whole point is I'm talking to you and appealing to you as leaders. I'm appealing to you as leaders worldwide. There's 1,700 and something people part of this group, part of the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group. There are people listening to the podcast from everywhere. And so I'm talking to you about leadership. And leadership to me is not just the position, not the pastor, the bishop, the prophet, the apostle. I'm talking about the mature ones. Where are you? And for those that lead ministries who are pastors and prophets and bishops, and are you developing that in people? Are you allowing that in the body of Christ? Are you allowing them? And helping them to grow up and mature to become the kind of, or are you still immature? Are you so immature that you cannot get solid food yet? You see, just because we think we have great revelations and we can prophesy. Listen, Paul was talking to the Corinthian church about the manifestations of the Spirit, prophesying and prophesying and doing miracles and all of this. He was trying to show them how to do it. And, and he said they were still unspiritual, carnal in the things that they were doing. So it's not hard to operate in those things without being mature. It's the mature who can reflect Titus chapter 2. It's the mature who can show the Christ-like character in everything. Those that are not seeking for, for celebrity status and greatness about their life and importance and money. If you're in ministry, if you're building a ministry for money, you're in trouble. You are outside of the kingdom plan. If you're doing it for popularity and for power, you're outside of God's plan. You're outside of God's will and kingdom. I'm telling you now, if your heart, your motive is for those things, greed, ambition, for lordship, for kingship, for importance, for others to, to get respect. You are using your immaturity to get power. With your immaturity, you're getting power, and you're going to become a tyrant just like all other dictators. Bad news, bad and bad news for the body of Christ. The world doesn't need that. They're looking for this. This is God's kingdom plan. You actually need someone to teach you again, impart to you, not preach to you, not prophesy to you, but to teach you, impart, impart, show you, be an example, a mentor. To again, the elementary, the basic principles of God's word from the beginning. And you've come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness. He is a spiritual baby. Infant there is the same word that we found in 1 John chapter 2 yesterday, which is napios, baby. A little baby. Can't speak. And I better get a move on. My time is running out here. So... <laughs> But solid food, listen, the stable food 
is for the spiritually mature whose senses are trained by practice or by experience to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. These grown-up ones, they've experienced the things of the Spirit. They've experienced what is, what is right and good. It's like a parent. And you know, the thing about it is when, you, when you're a young parent, you're still trying to figure it out. When you become a grandfather, you go, okay, I haven't got it figured out, but I know a lot more than I did when I was a parent. We're the grandfathers in the house of God. We're the grandfathers. Do they have place or do we put them out to pasture and say, shut up, old man, old woman, you've got nothing to say here. And I want to say to the old men and old women, are, are you being religious? Are you just bringing your immaturity or are you actually growing up and bringing experience to the body of Christ so that the family of God can grow? Or do you just want to lord and be superior and show how great you are? We need to get over these things and we need to grow up. That's what, I want. That's what this is about. That's what this group is about. It's about equipping you into maturity. I can't do the work for you. I cannot run after you, change your nappy. I cannot do it. I cannot give everybody milk. I'm not a pastor, and I'm not trying to be. I'm trying to challenge your thinking. I'm trying to challenge you. It's amazing is that, you know, two-thirds of the, the, the group members don't even appear on anything, simply because they join groups because they think they can just gain some advantage. But true, true leaders, true believers, hungry people that want to grow, True disciples will constantly be going, how can I grow? Teach me how to mature. Show me the things that I need to do. And then I'm going to implement those things where I am. And for you bishops and pastors and prophets, whatever you, your title is and whatever your gifting is and whatever you're doing, what are you doing about raising up maturity? Not just trying to find associate pastors and people to help you fulfill, build your ministry. I'm talking about building the family of God. Whether they come to your church or not, that's got nothing. Whether they're building your ministry or not, are, they, are you working on developing people? I want to say to you people, is just like, you believers, don't wait for somebody to come running after you. You need to grow up. You need to find somebody who is a mom and a dad. Somebody who is mature and experienced. Somebody who can help you and guide you and does reflect the heart of the Father to you. Find them. Don't just run around trying to get somebody to give you a gap and give you money and give you an opportunity. Find people that, that can actually impart to you Christ-like character, the heart of the Father, so that you can grow up and grow into maturity. I hope this makes sense. I'm doing this with, I'm saying this with all the love that I can in my heart because I'm constantly getting messages. People are just asking for opportunity and asking for money. And that it's, it's, and I'm going, you're asking the wrong question. You, me, I just ignore those things because I know you're asking the wrong questions. You're asking the wrong thing. Money is not going to help you grow. Money, I'll give you money this month, next month you'll need it again. And then again, and again, and again. I don't have it to give right now. So it's pointless me even. If God leads me and I have, I will give. But don't 
knock on my door all the time and say, help, 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 help me build my church, put a roof on my church, help me with my orphanage and my, you know, they do that all the time. And then they run around from group to group trying to find people that they can tap and manipulate into helping them build their ministry. You know what? I've got a Greek word for you. It doesn't work. You are just doing the same heathen thing everybody else does. You're not kingdom. You're not kingdom. If you get the heart of the Father and you begin to impart the heart of the Father, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I'm telling you, Father will be your source, not man. Father will be your source, not man. So that's what I want to encourage you with on this Sunday message. I know I'm tapping some religious cows and um, sacred, sacred little, little petty ideas and etc. But that's me. I just I give it to you straight. This what's on my heart because I want you to grow up. If I just keep coddle mothing you and keep keeping it convenient and giving you nice little motivational messages and telling you, you know. Um, just wonderful things all the time. You'll never grow up. With my kids, I've had to challenge things in their life. I've had to discipline them. I've had to uh, help them find boundaries in their life so that they become, and they are all successful within their own right. They're all great kids because they've had to, they've grown up into maturity for themselves. They found themselves and found their own lives and found their own maturity and make their own decisions. They're doing great. So thanks for being with me again. appreciate you. You are my family and the family of God. And I uh, love you tremendously from Michelle and I. God bless you. Have a super week.